0: Welcome to Downsizing Your Home and Life Radio Show, where it's all about finding ways to a clear path to stress-free downsizing in order for you to live your best life. Each week, we will discuss where to begin, how to select where to live, the best methods to sort and monetize your stuff, as well as the proper steps to valuing and listing your home in order for you to fast-forward and start living your new life. Now... Here is your host, Ann Nori, the Downsizing Coach, an experienced, award-winning realtor, auctioneer, and personal property appraiser, bringing you much-needed information to help you navigate the steps of becoming financially whole as you successfully downsize your home and life.
1: downsizing your home and life radio show thank you so much let me introduce you to Maria white who's here with us um, with enough with the stuff thank you for being here Maria
2: thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it
1: I can't wait for our viewers to listen to um, all of the amazing things you have to share with us Maria white is a member of the National Association of productivity and organizing Professionals, NAPO, she began her organizing business Enough with the Stuff in 2007 in the Northern Virginia market. In 2007 um, and in 2012, her local business won the NAPO Chapter of the Year Award. Her passion is to help right-size the lives of individuals, whether they are downsizing to a smaller home or plan to age gracefully in place. She provides a gentle touch while guiding her clients through the process of letting go of the possessions that no longer serve them so that she can begin so that they can begin enjoying a simpler life and do more of what they love to do with their time. Maria has a podcast called Organize Your Stuff and can be found on social media under the name Enough With The Stuff. Welcome, Maria. So wonderful to have you.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to our talk today.
1: Thank you. And it's so nice to gather with someone else. Not only are you local, but we have so many common interests and so many... Um, trains of thought that we overlap on. And it's great to be able to educate our listeners about organization, all of the stuff that they have and how to deal with it, because that's certainly your expertise and what you work with clients with.
2: Absolutely. It's overwhelming for most. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it really is. And I and and you know one of the things that I always like to open the conversation is um what are the deficit, advantages and disadvantages, right, of working, would you say, with a family member or with a professional? I think that's one of the most common questions that individuals start to think about. How do I start this process of downsizing and dealing with my stuff?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question because You know when you you have two different scenarios working right there so you can either work with a professional who is an outsider who has no relationship with the person downsizing you don't have any of the uh, parental child dynamic or you can have the family members come in and i know you know the adult children mean well or the parents mean well by asking the adult children to come help them (laughs) the problem is the dynamic is there's a parent and a child or children and when the children come to help the parent sometimes that dynamic can Mm flip-flop and the children because they are time crunched uh they have busy lives of their own and they want to get mom or dad out quickly so for them it's more of a time crunch, and they want to do it fast. They, they don't want to take the time to be gentle through the process. And they want to essentially just tell their parents what to keep and what not to keep. <laughs> and that sets up, unfortunately, a lot of negative feelings and hurt feelings and power struggles between the parent and children, because all of a sudden, the children are ter- telling the parent what to do. And that doesn't really fly with parents, you know, right, right. So, as you can imagine. So it would save, you know, a lot of grief and headache for both parties, the, the adult who needs to downsize and, and the children to just hire an outside professional who knows what to do. Who That's knows neutral. That's neutral. <laughs> exactly. And they know how to go through the process. They know the resources that are needed. And right. they know, most importantly, how to be gentle and guide them through the millions of decisions that will have to be made about every single thing in the house. Right. And so it's, it's a really important distinction uh, for the families to hear, you know, because I myself, when I'm working with the clients, am very happy to let them tell the story. You know, there's a lot of um, memories attached to the things in the home. And right. of course, not everything needs to have the story told, but there will be things that they will come across that they know they can't keep or they are toying about letting go. And before they can let go of those things, they need to tell the story. That's such an important step for them to let go. And the children, don't have time for the stories because maybe they've already heard the stories 10 times But
1: not only that right maria because sometimes we have different dynamics like sometimes we have families that are closer in the same region or geographic area and then sometimes you know families have the kids that are further away and when they come in they're there for a limited period of time so i think part of the conversation really is is how long do you have for your downsizing Mm -hmm. journey and whether you know what your timeline is and when they're planning on doing the downsizing Mm -hmm. when is their move when are they planning on selling and doing those decisions so absolutely depending on those decisions of what they're going their timeline depending Mm -hmm. on you know how big of a project it is yes but i find that it's incredibly um comforting to know that there are qualified Mm -hmm. trained individuals with Mm -hmm. experience to help simplify the downsizing process and the steps that you would be able to help them or guide them with the organization of their personal items. Absolutely. So what would be the first step when you walk into a project and you're working with a client? Where does the conversation begin with you and the client? How does that downsizing conversation. Begin. Yes.
2: So two questions will come up and it's about, do you know where you're going? Right. So are you simply moving to, you know, a summer home you have, you're, you'll you live there full time. So you have, it's essentially furnished. Um, or are you uh, trying to downsize to a much smaller, you know, maybe a condo for senior living or 55 and older living? Or are you having a home built in a 55 Uh, active community, adult, you know, active adult community, all of those, uh, you know, will guide me with how I help them get started and what we do with the stuff to process. So if I know where they're going, it also allows us to look at an actual floor plan because that informs us in a very black and white (laughs) reality of what they can take, because I find that most clients sort of have, a mental list going on in their heads about what they think they're going to take and when we look at the floor plan that doesn't always jive so we have to have that discussion so knowing where they're going but also the timeline of when they intend to go there is really important too i i really prefer or hope (laughs) that i'm getting called in at least a year before they want to go and some people may think like a year that's so long but it's exhausting. The process is really exhausting. It's, uh, it takes a toll, not just physically exhausting. I mean, emotionally draining. Right. It's a lot of decision-making. You get on complete decision overload, but it's also draining because of the emotions and the memories that come up right. as you are going through every single thing that you own in your home. So timeline is important and giving yourself enough time so that you don't feel stressed. And rushed to you know have this deadline of I want to get my house on the market by next fall you know and it's summer (laughs) that's that's a kind of an unrealistic expectation unless you have been really really good throughout your entire you know history of living in this home of purging as you've lived there right so most people haven't they still have children's things and all kinds of you know work related things from their careers and you know, things just come in and they tend to not go out as quickly and easily as you get older, and that's okay, but right. you need time to process through it without feeling stressed and rushed, so that's important.
1: That would be the best case scenario, but as we know in, <laughs> our, in, our,
2: in our, you know,
1: area where we yes. are, people transfer for a lot of different reasons, or yeah. whether it's health-related, job-related, COVID-related, you know, um, something that might. Fancy, you know, they take a trip and they fall in love with a new place. And I have clients that purchase a new property and come back and say, we're, we're, we're done. We're, we are making that move. So whether it's uh 60, 90 or 360 days, right. It, it all starts with the same perspective, a plan of putting yeah. into place and deciding what they want to do. Um, in this segment, we're going to be really just diving into one, you've envisioned where you're going. They've identified their new space. They have an idea of what the size of this new space and Mm -hmm. what the configuration of their new home is going to look like, allowing them to assess what needs, what they can keep, what they can sell and what they can donate. Mm
0: -hmm. Once
1: they figure out those parameters, what are your next steps? So now you have a floor plan as to where Mm -hmm. they're going.
2: Yeah. So again, that decision about where they're going really will inform the process. So if they are moving to, and I've had clients who are moving to their, their summer home full time, so they don't need most of the furniture in their current home. It's a matter of we need to make decisions about what we're keeping, pack it up. That's gonna go, and then what do we do with the rest that's in the house, right? So mm-hmm. that is when we would have uh, a conversation about potential estate sales or, um, you know, auction, auction, know. or yeah, an and employee. that's that's your, uh, you know, your Ballywick. So you can talk to more about that and what the reality of. Of that process sure
1: and of course one of the biggest element and as we were chatting earlier the number one question that everyone has how much is this dining room set now i paid so much for it yeah. or you know this living room set nobody really sat on it it was a formal living room what do i do with it i just don't want to get rid of it yeah. um you know and i think part of the conversation we really had was and what you and i are both passionate about is there's great joy in reliving the items that you've had and enjoyed and there's Mm -hmm. also great joy with properly planning on how you're going to share the items with the next generation the next group of individuals whether that's through an auction watching Mm -hmm. your items go to a new collector Mm-hmm. is enjoyable. People love that process. Now if we can help you get a monetary return where it's going to fund their mm-hmm. you know journey or their move or some of the steps that are involved, then why not, right? Let's help you maximize figuring out how to monetize the stuff. There's definitely ways of doing yes. that. Absolutely. And then
2: there,
1: right. So then yes. there's going to be the third aspect of what are, they, what are they keeping, what's going to fit in the new space. What are they going to be able to monetize and sell, whether through an estate sale or garage sale and an mm-hmm. auction? And mm-hmm. then the third step is, what are they going to donate? Right. And I know this is one of your biggest expertise is the <laughs> donation items, the stuff that needs to get yes. purged. My favorite word, purge, purge, yes, purge.
2: Yes. So as you mentioned, I am really passionate about uh, having fewer things go to the landfill and finding the right home for my clients' things to have an opportunity to be reloved. It's uh, definitely, you know, one man's treasure is another person, or one man's junk is another man's treasure, right? Um, chalk paint does wonders <laughs> to, <laughs> to that big brown furniture that nobody wants. But right. hey, throw, slap on some chalk paint, and it becomes a new wonderful piece of furniture. So there are people out there who are in need. There are charities out there who need those basic household furniture pieces to set up a family in need who is getting started back on their feet again in an apartment with nothing. Absolutely. And so there are places where your furniture can absolutely be so incredibly appreciated. So they will relove it. They will take care of it. And you will be passing on so much joy with uh-huh. the things that have brought joy to you, but can no longer be a part of your life. So I'm just a big believer on that. And uh, I really want people to know that, you know, um, that there are ways to find a home for their things. Absolutely. Whether it's a local charity, you know, um, you know, donation centers right now are in a little bit of a a bind. They're not all accepting everything that they used to. And that's something that people need to call about. But um, another thing I think I had mentioned earlier was that We all have Purple Heart calling us and AmVets calling us to say, hey, do you have donations? We'll be in your neighborhood in two weeks. And I tell my clients, always say yes, (laughs) because anybody can get a bag's worth of donations together and get it on the porch in two weeks, right? So can I
1: interject here what I love about that strategy of, Mm -hmm. you know, inviting a group to come in and pick up your donations (laughs) is the fact that, like you said, you get it scheduled in your calendar. Yep. And it pushes you forward to start mm-hmm. that momentum, to start yes. going through the closets and to start segregating. What's keeping, right. what you're donating, what's going to family. Mm-hmm. You know, we in our previous episode, we've talked about having family gatherings and letting the kids decide mm-hmm. what would they like to take, maybe, you know, during one of the holiday festivities, right, turn yes. it into a fun gathering and being able to determine what those things might be but the items that need to get donated, they can easily put get that on the calendar, get that mm-hmm. scheduled and get excited about emptying rooms and uh, purging
0: and right. the
1: organizations that they would like to make those donations to because it's yeah. so incredibly helpful and important. Now there, I learned something very interesting from you and that was the, um, the items that are electronics. Talk to us about disposing of electronics right. that might be outdated and so forth.
2: Right. So I see this a lot when I help a client. Every single house I've ever been in in my entire time of organizing, everyone has the big box in the basement filled with wires. (laughs) Nobody knows what they go to, but they have them just in case. Right. And I know every single person listening has one. Yes. (laughs) So. It's not only that, but it's also anything that is broken. you've set it aside, oh, I need to fix that, I'll fix it someday maybe. It never happens. Um, and just old, antiquated, you know, appliances, curling irons, hair dryers, toasters, whatever it is. If it has a plug, you know, a wire attached to it, it should be recycled responsibly. Um, one of my favorite places to recycle things like that is Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy will take those electronic items for recycling, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. However, you need to currently in this time of COVID need to call ahead to see if they're still accepting. Recently, I tried and they were on pause. So I don't know when they will unpause, but, it, um, but however, there are also usually in local uh, dumps in your area, in your community, you need to look out and check your um, trash uh, companies and ask if they take recycling, if they are, you know, electronic recycling specifically right. and um, transfer stations and just see if they have areas designated for electronics and for, for metal. You know, sometimes people have the old bed frames, you know, the supports and so, uh, everybody seems to have two or three extras down in their basement. <laughs> I don't know for what, but <clears throat> when you get a bed, they, they usually come with it. Right. So right. they have extras. So all that metal that may be rusted, can get recycled, There, we need these metals to be recycled. Um, and another thing that uh, everybody has gobs of and should be absolutely disposed of safely are medications. Old, outdated medications and prescriptions right. should never ever be thrown in the trash or down a toilet. Down, that's an important point, down flushing it. I've seen people flush and, and that's a no-no. And let's yeah. talk about
1: why it's a no-no.
2: Yeah, it will get into our water system. Most right. local water, Water facilities cannot filter out the medications. Um, so it, that's a whole other level of <laughs> filtering that they're not focusing on. They're focusing on the contaminants and heavy metals and, <clears throat> excuse me, toxins and things like that specifically. And so it's really important that everyone's responsible with their medications. Um, in our region in Northern Virginia, our sheriff offices have drop boxes where we can drop all those medications off. It's amazing. (laughs) So I'm usually driving around with bags and bags of medications and uh, until I can get over there and drop it off. Um, Pharmacies also, even CVS and Right. Like, some of the pharmacies have yes. drop
1: off for disposing of medication. That's an important point, right? So yes. We have the electronics we talked about. We have the medication. Uh, we talked about items that are, you know, larger items, whether you're be, be able to sell them or mm-hmm. they're going to be donating them to an you know organization that would allow them to be reloved. Right. Uh, is also great and there's always of course Restore which is another Habitat for Humanity which is also another wonderful organization that they have locations throughout the country right where uh, you can donate to them and and a lot of people support that in in, and being able to pick up items for their projects that they have and as well as for the chalk paint Things being finished, (laughs) repurposed, um, you know, the brown stuff being turned into grays and whites and all of the cool finishes that they're putting on pieces. That's also really wonderful.
2: Um, And I just wanted to add that Restore, in some locations, if you call them and you have enough furniture and things like that for pickup, they can arrange a pickup. I'm not going to speak for every location. I just know our region that, um, you know, on occasion they've been able to do that for my clients because they had right. enough to make it worth their time.
0: Sure. So
2: you need to look into your local resources for all the donation possibilities. Right definitely reach out to your church to see if they're paired with a charity that specifically could take furniture because that's usually the hardest thing to donate is the furniture right all right and
1: again so you have options whether you would like to make the donations or whether you would like to speak to an auction company if you have enough items you know and a lot of auction companies or Um, tax sale companies would look at at least a collection that has a 10 to $20,000 value at retail Mm -hmm. for them to be able to resell for that Mm -hmm. group to come in and accept the project for the most Mm -hmm. part. Or there are also auction houses if you have items that are better and you don't have a lot, big collection, you might be able to have those items by a pickup company dropped off at an auction house and have your items sold as well. But I do definitely want to get away with the fact that, and this is a pet peeve that I personally have, is where a lot of individuals you know, are hearing that their assets have no value. So I do want to add that caveat to the show that you know, a lot of times, obviously there's been a shift in the, in the valuation of, you know, certain antiques, what they were selling five or 10 years ago, right. but it doesn't mean that there's diminished value where there's no value because, mm-hmm. um, the, there's great opportunities out there. And by connecting with the right mm-hmm. professionals, they'll be able to guide you and let you know, yes, you do have items that you can resell. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you try to do them privately or through an auction, you do have options. And that is the biggest takeaway that I want our listeners, uh, is you really to have that comfort to know that they have options awesome. and they'll be able to, um, hopefully
2: make this transition easier and more enjoyable. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's lots and lots of resources out there for doing the job that can help, you know, people who can help you and just the resources to take the stuff and or to sell like you said. Yeah.
1: And actually, we had another episode two weeks ago or so with Brian Scudamore, who is the founder of Mm 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And, uh, you know, and if you have enough items that you need to dispose of, you always have the opportunity of having a dumpster brought in, and you're able to fill that and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, have whatever you don't want, you know, uh, disposed of in there while you're clearing out. So there's different opportunities for yes. you to look at and yeah. consider. Um, and, you know, a you. lot of,
2: I uh, just wanted to jump in and say that a lot of the junk hauling companies, not all of them, but some, I know in our area locally too, the 123Junk does this, but they have their, the donation piece built into their business plan. So yes, that's they will of- pick up, Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So if you have junk, but you also have mm-hmm. some pieces that you want donated, you know they will take it all, and then they deliver the donation, send you the receipt, dump the rest, or re- you know they recycle what's recyclable. They're very responsible, much more than you know. dump You know, junk haulers used to be. Uh, so it's great that you can feel comfortable that okay, this pile's donation, this pile's recycle, yeah. and it goes into the landfill or incinerator.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're interested, you can listen to our previous episode yeah. with Brian Scudamore, 1-800-GOT-JUNK for some information there as well. Um, now there's an important component. So now you, they, there's a floor plan. They've identified mm-hmm. what they're keeping, what they're going to be moving. And let's talk about going through the rooms, room for mm-hmm. room to do that. And When they might be able to stop, when they should go forward, press Mm -hmm. the gas pedal, what are your, what's your feedback there?
2: So I always encourage clients to start with the least, you know, memory filled area in their home, anything, you know, that isn't going to, you know, bring up a lot of emotion and, you know, memories of whatever kind, good or bad, right? So because it'll stop you, it'll, it'll overwhelm you so in order to get the momentum sometimes it's easier to just clean out a coat closet like to just feel that completion you know of doing one progress small little thing but it's right it's progress you've pulled everything out you've made decisions and now it looks great so that can be really motivating and then i say you know think about your home or even a room within the home, like putting a bullseye on it and kind of working from the outside in. So the outside of the bullseye is like all of that easy stuff that you can make decisions on like that, right? I know I'm not taking that bedroom set. That's the spare room. I don't need it. I don't have a new spare room. (laughs) So, you know, think, and and if you are downsizing, you already know that a lot of the stuff isn't going. So you already mentally have some idea So work on that outer ring of stuff that's really easy. It's not going to be too stressful to make decisions about. And then as you are making decisions, you are making a decision about what you're going to do with it. Are you going to keep it? Okay, great. Pack it up. If you are going to donate it, set it aside in a box for donation or in a bag and if you are planning on doing an estate sale, then you want to just kind of leave it there. <laughs> you don't need to do a whole lot. Just set it aside. Right. And you can start grouping like with like as you go through the rest of your home to make it easy for setup. But it just depends on the- So back to the coat closet. I love it when, we, you know, when
1: I'm with clients and they, you know, and, and we're talking through this process with them and they, and one of the you know, most important is the coat closet, right? There's the two coat closets in some cases and they open it up and they pull out the fur coat, right? What do I do with this? What do I do with the fur coat, right? And it really depends on, and that's really a great place to start because are you going from a cold environment to a warmer climate? Are you going to be ever coming back? Are you ever going to reuse these things? So part of the decision-making is really, being committed to making the best decision, make the hard decisions upfront, make the hard decisions early on because you're gonna feel so wonderful about it. And that's the takeaway is, you you know, you've had it, you've enjoyed it, let go of it. And you're gonna feel so mm. wonderful when you're in your new space, you're not even gonna miss it because <laughs> you're not even gonna remember, you're not, you, yeah. you know, you probably haven't even worn it in the last several years, right? So. Make the tough decisions. If you're going to a warmer climate, Mm -hmm. do you really need four coats, right? No. So, you know, Mm -hmm. pick out, figure out what is your favorite, right? Your favorite pieces. Mm -hmm. Put that in the keep pile. And Mm -hmm. then the rest you can figure out to go ahead and deal and put it into the no pile. Right. And if you're going to donate it and have, you know, family and friends come over and maybe go through some of the clothing and the things Mm -hmm. that you want to get rid of, because what a great gesture that would be as well.
2: And I just wanted to add too, is as you are going through the entire house, you are definitely going to have things that you just don't know. You can't decide right then and there. And that's okay. Just designate an area, maybe on each floor of the house, you know, so you're not carrying mm-hmm. things up and down and just say, okay, this second bedroom is going to be my, I don't know, pile, my, my question. Mark pile, <laughs> And, um, as you start going through more and more rooms and start letting go making decisions the momentum comes it will come to you eventually it's just at the beginning feels really hard like you're going uphill with the you know pushing the ball uphill as you get through you are going to be able to go back to that pile and you will realize like why did i think i wanted this and you will easily let go of it later so don't beat yourself up about you know, uh, you know, not being able to make a decision about some things, just set it aside in a designated spot for other things that will appear that in that same boat, and just put them together and come back to it later because you will get there you will get you will there know. by the time you're at the yeah. end of the process, you'll know, and mm-hmm. it
1: will speak to you. so I had a banker once, and uh, the, the, you know we were going, and it was a hard transition for him. Um, he was single, he was looking to move, and he had closets and closets of suits just very very expensive high-end gorgeous tailored suits and it was always and I could tell that was like one of his really really sensitive Mm -hmm. components right until we found the solution of giving it to an organization that took the suits and they provided them to organize you know people that are going for interviews yep kids that are fresh out of college or different, you know, a second chance. And there's a lot of weight. And when he found out that his items that he was going to be Mm -hmm. sending them to an organization that is going to be able to put them to good use, suddenly that weight came off of his shoulders. And it was no longer really, uh, the letting go was not as hard, right?
2: That's a really key piece because, especially with my seniors, but everybody has that tendency to want their stuff to be reloved right it's so back to what i said at the beginning is if they know it's going somewhere where it will be useful and and used and appreciated it just like you said makes it so much easier to let go of you don't want to just throw it in a bag and donate it some random place uh which is fine it will get used it will get purchased right but when you know specifically that this is going to help a group of young men who mm-hmm. could never afford a suit like that, but they're going to really shine in their interview and stand out. So, oh, that gives me
1: goosebumps, just right? This yeah. Just me goosebumps. yeah, just thinking about it.
2: So there's a lot of
1: wonderful things right through the different process of this downsizing Mm -hmm. that there's great joy that can come out of it. When you start, people start to really look into it and, and make the decisions. It might be overwhelming for some getting started, Mm -hmm. but we're here to tell you that once you're on the road, it's, Mm -hmm. it's such a joyous road because you've got your new life ahead of you, your new vision of what your life is going to look like. And we Mm -hmm. want you to, and I, and I always tell clients Mm -hmm. create an album. Create an album of where you're going, and create it. Take a picture. Right. Go to see the new real estate. When I, whenever you know, we I'm with a buyer and we're getting them the new property, right? Or we're writing a contract. Always photograph the different rooms. Create an album so mm-hmm. it reminds them. So it's not just a floor plan schematic, right? right? So they can flip through it if they're go, if they're you know concerned about is this bookcase going to fit in the new environment Mm -hmm. take two things into consideration right is Mm -hmm. it is it going to fit the space is it the right color for the new space is it the new style perhaps your Mm -hmm. home is currently in a traditional style and the new condo in florida you might want it to be a little bit more modern or if it's all glass does it really all fit the new style and decor so you don't want to go under the expensive so they've got three things to deal with right is it going to fit is the style going to fit the new premise? And uh, then they're going to have to deal with the packing and shipping, or is it just easier to let go of it and what they would have spent to ship the 7,000, you know, I have this huge bookcase here.
2: So the seven by seven feet
1: bookcase, it probably might even be more cost-effective to go and replace it and get it new.
2: Yes. That's a really big point too. I try and share with my clients. Not only is the scale of your furniture, probably not going to work with your new place if you're downsizing, right? It's just people have big homes, they have big furniture, (laughs) It doesn't work in a smaller space. Mm -hmm. But if it's 20 years old, or 25 years old, or 30, 40 years old, in some cases, um, you know, shipping that down, like you said, having the movers ship it down to Florida is so expensive when you get down there. And I've had a lot of people tell me this, we might get rid of a once we get down there, I'm like, but you don't want to pay a mover to move something that you're going to replace within the next six months. So, if you need to live without a couch for six months, because that's your timeline you have in your head that you think you need to wait, <laughs> just don't take the couch with you right. because that money, your savings will go towards the new couch. The new couch. And yeah. then,
1: yeah, you have so many options available yes. now. And, you know, it, you can do things very cost-effectively with beautiful Definitely. design and oh, absolutely. Fresh, fresh look, fresh start. I always tell clients, don't you want, don't you envision like a new, fresh, you know, take yes. some key pieces but also create right. some new key pieces, right? For your new home, new destination. Exactly. So that's a really uh, important point to consider, yeah, right? And the I savings add, that they have is going to pay
2: for the new item in itself. right? And, um, you know, you mentioned having the pictures of where you're going and that's a really good um, strategy for clients as they're going through and they're kind of getting hung up on things, not necessarily for whether, oh, is this going to fit or work with style, but the sense that I know I'm downsizing, This is my new life to get excited about it and know the reason I have to let go of more is because I want to live here and I'm going to have, you know, new friends and new hobbies, new, new things to do with my time and energy. So I need to let go of this here. And so you have that vision and a goal, you know, for that new life. So.
1: It all—it really all makes a difference, putting it all together and creating mm-hmm. that. And whenever you're a little depressed or down, I always tell them, go back to that book, go back to create yeah. a digital, even if it's not in a picture format, you can have it in your phone, create mm-hmm. a folder yeah. on your phone with the images for the room, create mm-hmm. a folder for, uh, you know, the, what that area looks like, what the home looks like. Take a picture of what your new favorite restaurant is going to be in the location that you're moving to. So Mm -hmm. you're, whenever you get overwhelmed with emotion, you know, go Mm -hmm. back to the new of why you made the decision to make the Mm -hmm. move in the first place. And it will pep you up and it'll distract you. And you can go back to your mission of continuing the journey of tackling your stuff, right? Yep, having um, that why. <laughs> having, having your that way. why, right? So now they've decided, they know where it's going, and let's talk about the organizational aspect of what hiring a mover and packing, mm-hmm. where do we where do they go with that?
2: Okay, so with the movers, uh, depending on the time of year because they definitely have really busy seasons, you know, spring right. through summer, um, so you need to be cognizant of the, the season, but I would after you have made decisions about all the big pieces, in your home furniture wise of whether you're keeping or selling or donating tag anything that you are keeping before the movers come out so that they can quickly scan a room and see okay this piece this piece this piece has a sticky note on it so that means she wants it um and then they can judge how much you're keeping so you should definitely call the movers at least three months in advance to do the estimate Mm -hmm. so that you can get on their schedule Especially if it's a busy season, like spring right. and summer. They they book up for months at a time. So you could be without a mover.
1: <laughs> right. And then the other aspect is right when you call them too early, I have a lot of clients that might call a mover yeah. and they're like, Oh my God, it's gonna cost like eighteen thousand dollars to right. move. And I'm like, well, do you really need to move a lot of these? items? Right. sure you're gonna be moving this bookcase or this artwork that needs to be created mm-hmm. and, and add to the bottom line, right? right? So it's important to really understand what you truly are yep. taking with you mm-hmm. that will fit in the space so that when you have an estimate for the move, it is accurate and uh, right. you know, you've already made some of those preliminary decisions as mm-hmm. to what's going to work best in your space. And I always tell, okay. Clients, you know what? Less is more because an opportunity to dress your new space the way you want
2: to. Exactly.
1: And and I love the clients that are just like, we want to sell everything. We want to, we don't want to take anything from the we're going to start a new a new look and just you know go with some key pieces that they want to take over. And yeah, you're right. Right.
2: The the movers, they don't if you call them and you're saying, Oh, I'm not sure about this piece, but that's going, but I'm not sure about this or this. They can't give you an accurate estimate and it's either going to be them adding it into the estimate because nice. you're unsure or they're going to not have it in the estimate and then you're going to flip out when the cost is higher than the estimate. <laughs> so right. You have to have things tagged if you are planning on doing an estate sale or, or you still have things pending for donation or pickup from family. Tag what you're keeping so the movers can only count what is going with you. And- what the actual estimate should be exactly. for, right? Exactly. So
1: one of the biggest, biggest things is um, we talked about the box. Even right. even I'm so particular myself about uh, boxing and packing and labeling because <laughs> my idea of a move should be painless. Oh, yes. I don't. Understand why when I go into a new client's home or an old client's home, and I watch this process yeah. that they make it painful. And I, I, you know, if I had one mission, that would be to help people make their downsizing journey pain-free as easy as possible. Yeah. And that can so easily be done by inventorying the items and by labeling, as we were talking.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Labeling, labeling, labeling uh, to every box and on more than one side so because the movers are carrying in two boxes at a time usually and if you only wrote on one side and they say where do you want this to go how are you gonna know you're gonna have to have them put it down and then you'll read the box and then they have to pick it back up so it'll take longer it's it'll annoy the movers (laughs) so write legibly on multiple sides of the box where you want the box to go
1: so potentially, what about a strategy? They write on the left side of the box where the items came from? Well, you or can- on the right side of the box, they put where it's going, like they can, or at the bottom, right. they can put where it came from, but have a strategy mm-hmm. where it matches mm-hmm. up on every box. Like the upper right-hand corner Definitely. should be the new location where yep. you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom left, they could maybe put where it came from or what's in the box.
2: If they want, right. And and definitely being consistent where you're writing, where, you know, which room it's going to, because keep right. in mind, if you're downsizing, you're losing rooms. Right. So you don't want to mark, you know, if you currently have a den, you know, uh, office space and you won't in your new place, you don't want to label the boxes for den or office. The movers are like, you don't have one. <laughs> they won't know where to take the box. So remember to think about that as you're packing it up, where's this stuff going into the new space? So and label right. it for the new space of where it's going and it might just be the guest room right because if you don't have an office Mm -hmm. so being clear and consistent on where you're writing on the box you're right and then labeling you can put a few contents on the box that will trigger like what is in there so we were talking earlier i said when you're doing a kitchen definitely label silverware as one of the contents of a box because you will be looking for your spoons and knives and forks The next day so you can eat and if it's if you've got 15 boxes in your kitchen labeled kitchen and that's all (laughs) I guarantee the silverware is in the last box you open and and unpack so it's gonna turn quickly painful right exactly we
1: we want to avoid the pain exactly
2: so you can even pack up a box of um, like these are my priority things I must open on day one open first you know it could be the coffee pot filters coffee uh, mugs silverware, a couple of plates and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Do yeah. a basic setup for like first thing <laughs> so that yes, You have that. Yep. Absolutely. Like a
1: sweetener you like or something that you have to have. I call that the happy box. Pack up your happy box of when you get into the house, right? We were talking about everybody needs to have their happy box for a move. Mm -hmm. One is the items that you want to have in the morning or for dinner or whenever you're going to get there. You want to have it all accessible and available to you. Pack them all in there. Mm -hmm. Put a big piece of red tape on it. Right. (laughs) So it's That's not this right first yep <laughs> open first the happy yeah. box and then that way it goes at the end of the truck mm-hmm. so that it gets offloaded and you give them instructions goes first, put it on the kitchen counter. And that way, you know, you know, you've got your essentials of what you're going to immediately need. Maybe that's three boxes for Mm -hmm. you. Whatever that is, there's ways of organization that they, you know, to make it enjoyable, to make Mm -hmm. it stress-free. So you're going to be excited to get Mm -hmm. to your new space, open up the boxes with the red tape, and it's gonna have your happy items in there, and that could be your coffee maker, your coffee beans, your, your favorite sweetener, um, and whatever yeah. else you might want to have.
2: A mug. A <laughs> mug. A mug is really important. <laughs> Don't pack all the coffee stuff and not have a mug. <laughs> your favorite mug, right? The favorite mug. Yeah. And then
1: yeah. you go in your happy box. And then other than the happy box, we I think we wanna definitely talk about one thing we didn't start off with Before you start any downsizing journey of organization, there has to be an important document box before you start purging, Mm -hmm. before you start going through Mm -hmm. your items, I always advise that you get that document box and you go collect the birth certificates, you go collect the passports, any social security documents Mm -hmm. that you want to have in place. Just in case you hire a professional, you have other family members come and help you, mm-hmm. that if they don't know something is important to you, mm-hmm. go retrieve those items so you're not wondering, huh, whatever happened to X, Y, and Z, right?
2: Right. That box must have been lost. No. No, no. <laughs> Probably so, wasn't. Yeah. But No, no.
1: So either like a, I love the little caring case yes. organizers. I love yeah. those files. I always you know, tell clients to pick one up and have a file for your important documents you you want in there. Mm -hmm. It could be your last tax returns. It could be your financial documents, your will, Mm -hmm. all of the things that you really are important, vital records, Mm -hmm. have them in that box before you start the rest of the process Mm -hmm. so that it's easily accessible and can move along with you.
2: As well as, you know, your, your, signing everything at the last minute for the home you're selling and the home you're buying and all that paperwork will be going with you the paperwork for the movers should be in that box um as well as you know any information you know everyone's going to have their list of all the uh utilities that needed to be turned on and and, and the dates of when you know you called and when you told them to turn things on their phone numbers so that if you get to the house and it's not turned on you aren't like scrambling to find that information having it right right at your fingertips to be able to say hey (laughs) uh you you know the internet's not on so yeah you want to have just everything that you're going to need in that new home right at your fingertips you're
1: going to be so grateful that you started that box early on and it will be your go-to forever and ever and it keeps everyone going and then another important element we were talking about we were both giggling about what do moving companies not do
2: oh (laughs) So they will not take out your trash people. So if you have trash cans and there is trash in your trash can the day that you are having them come in to pack you if you are hiring them to pack, they will pack your trash with the trash can in the box and so please just go around and empty your own trash. It's not their job to empty your trash.
1: <laughs> Otherwise you're going to have a very expensive silk sofa showing
2: up smelling like yes.
1: salmon yes. and oh, not a good thing. So yeah, they're busy. They sure. are
2: fast. They, they work really fast. They don't, they, their job is to pack what you tell them is in the house that needs to be packed and they don't Take out your trash
1: <laughs> so, take out your trash or your linens off the
2: bed right um, oh yes linens off the bed the morning you wake up and the movers are coming you've got to strip your bed they're not yes. going to do that for you you have to strip your own bed throw it in a trash bag oh well make sure you mark the trash bag so it doesn't go out with trash but you know that's an easy way to just throw your comforter in a big giant trash bag and label it and then when you get to the other end you can throw everything in the washing machine and you know, definitely have, um, you know, a suitcase packed for your overnight bag. Uh, You want to have everything you're going to need for at least, right, two days of clothing in case the movers are are delayed by a day. You want to have anything and everything that you need to take your shower, do your morning, you know, routine, vitamins, medications, uh, all of your power chargers for your laptop and your phone and any other device that you might have should all be in this suitcase along with bedding for the bed so that you can set up your bed as soon as they bring it in because the bed will be one of the first things off the truck furniture is the first thing um, off of the truck because it's the last to go on when they're loading so you will be able to set up your bed early on in the process of moving day and then at night 10, 11 o'clock at night when the movers leave, you'll be able to fall into bed without having to make Stress, it. Stress, right? Without going
1: through boxes and looking yes. for sheets and pillows, exactly. right? So we're advising you to consider where, you know, have your happy box for the kitchen, have the happy box for your bedroom, the things that you want, Definitely. your toiletries, other things ready to go. So that again, this is a comfortable easy pain-free transition right and and with a little planning a little organization Mm -hmm. it certainly will be and uh please write in let us know your journey let us know how you you know how your experience has been and when you're new in your new destination snap a pic share it with us because we can't wait to hear (laughs) because there's just um It's all possible. It can be as pain-free or it can be as painful as you choose it to be. Especially. Yeah, but by taking these incredible steps of simplifying the process and uh, getting on with the process because The number one response I think that I receive is from, you know, I know that clients always pick up the phone. Oh my gosh. If I knew how wonderful, I don't know what I was thinking. I would have done this five years ago. I don't know what I was holding on to. What was I thinking?
2: I get that a lot too. Yeah. Why did I wait so long? And the reason they wait so long is because they, are overwhelmed (laughs) they don't know where or how to start and they don't know there are people out there who can help them so absolutely and
1: that is the joy the journey we encourage you to get started if you're holding off on getting down to your downsizing journey the sooner you do it Mm -hmm. the happier you will be Um, There's a lot of wonderful things waiting for you, and and it's pretty exciting. So talk to us about how they can find you, Maria, and how they can find a professional Mm -hmm. in their area if if need be. Mm -hmm.
2: So yes, so there is the the association you mentioned I belong to at the beginning of the talk today, NAPO, which is the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. And if you go to NAPO.net, which is N as in Nancy, A-P-O, NAPO.net, you can do a zip code search to find an organizer near you who can help you with this whole process. Mm-hmm. And we're all over the country. There are thousands of us out there and we love to do what we do. Um, I am in the Northern Virginia region and I'm at enoughwithestuff.com. And uh, yeah, you can find me on social media, on IG, on Instagram and I have videos there also for just getting organized and uh Facebook. You can find me, uh, my website is enoughwithestuff.com. That's amazing.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your wonderful words of wisdom, encouraging our listeners to get moving and to get their organization simplified to make this process as pain-free as possible. My what a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you so much, Maria, for being with us. And we look forward to connecting with you soon. And to our listeners, wishing you a blessed day. Thank you for joining us on Downsizing
2: Your Home and Life Radio. Thank you.
0: Thank
2: you, Thank you so much. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining and Nori, the Downsizing Coach, and tuning into Downsizing Your Home and Life radio show. It would mean the world to us if you subscribe to our show so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Please share our show with friends who may also be considering the downsizing journey and leave us a rating and review so that we know how well we're doing. For more resources, visit the downsizingcoach.com. Wishing you great success in planning your downsizing journey and taking the steps to living your best life. We look forward to greeting you during our next show.